Like, how did you come up with the name? So, it was actually through watches. Because watches and cars, I find, are very, very correlated. For those watch enthusiasts that are out there, they know. Because it's just very, like, man was made to tinker. I see. Right? And we're, we as, like, you know, men and women, but yeah. just, you know, growing up. Let's not with, step on any toes. <laughs> no. But growing up with, you know, a male-dominant house. For sure. Right. It's just like we're always doing something. We're always, you know, breaking, fixing Legos, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the watch. So when I first opened up the back case of a watch, you see how everything works. You're, you're seeing how everything moves. A mechanical watch, I'm assuming. Yes. So I'm looking at this thing. And I'm like, wow, like that's pretty cool. Right. And then it's just that combined with cars. And I'm looking at like, these are the things that get us excited. These are the things that move us in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some shape or form. So I'm like, huh, things that move us. It could yeah. be about cars. It could be literally about anything. It's literally right? hobbies, right? Like if you think about it, like things yeah. that you enjoy doing that. Expensive hobbies. Keep you going. Yeah, well, typically. <laughs> What's your project? On? Are you working on anything now? Uh, hard to say a project that I'm currently working on. My car is always a project in a sense. Just trying to keep it alive. <laughs> right, yeah. I've actually this car um i've had for probably the long yeah it is the longest car i've ever owned and what is that does that make sense yeah the longest car that i've owned time wise (laughs) (laughs) uh the m3 yeah what year model so it's a 2001 uh m3 um e46 for the of course of course for the enthusiasts color Uh, it's a black one six speed uh coupe so not convertible. Is it the black sapphire or like a? It's called Schwarzbach, mm-hmm. black um, Schwarz, which is black in German. Right, right, right. But I think it's Schwarz too, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. So what are you doing to it now? How many kilometers on it? First of all, not uh, miles, not miles. Yeah, because kilometers the so proper way. I bought it with 145,000 kilometers. Uh, it currently has 230. 4,233, something like that. Was it stored? Yeah. Stored away? I yeah. drove it, well, in my garage, but <laughs> not stored away the from the winter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So when I bought it the first year, it was the only car we had, believe it or not. So we were we were married. Um, we had only one car, mm-hmm. and that was the only car. <laughs> Most people would be like, why would you... <laughs> Why? Because it's the perfect car. In my opinion, it was, right? <laughs> it's still Nothing though. better than a family car, two-door sports you car. You still haven't gotten rid of it, so it's clearly well, doing something right. So the thing is, like, the story with the M3, before I could even drive, I the M3 was my... Poster car. Achievable dream, yeah, yeah, I should yeah, yeah. say, right? Just like the S2000 is for me. Correct, right? Yeah, like, yeah. sure, some like maybe a Porsche is achievable at some time, but like realistically, at most people yeah, yeah. Yeah. won't achieve such a dream to like own a Porsche or a Lamborghini or whatever it is, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So an achievable dream was the M3 for me, and it was always kind of like I don't know, it was the the perfect car for a reasonable price, mm. in my opinion. Mm. And I mean, anyone can. Nah, say whatever they think like some people are audi enthusiasts or bmw oh, or to each Mercedes. their own right to each their own yeah but um i i think that um to me and you know like i wanted to mention this because i'm not i'm not a bmw like and i've like, noticed that a fanboy a, a fanboy fan right like yeah, yeah, yeah. i like the m3 by all means i, I love it but not I, much more than that um the, from what they make yeah, like I don't like every BMW made. I don't know every th- piece of information that BMW has out there. Uh, to me, the M3 was just the the car that like fit my, I don't know, like. Like it checked off all your boxes. Correct, yeah. Right, budget, correct. performance, handling. Well, budget looks. is relative, right? Because like. <laughs> well, I mean, you bought it with 140, whatever. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, got, I actually got it for a really good deal because. Um, I caught you know how the M3 went down in price for a while, yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah, it like yeah. kind of like plateaued in like and the then teens, right? Right, and then it was like 
low teens to mid teens yeah. barely low teens if you were lucky yeah, yeah and then it started climbing again mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i hit that like right on the nail like i bought it at the low point mm. and i feel like i've put uh, 90,000 kilometers on it almost wow and it hasn't gone down in price you know and it's that was seven years ago or eight eight years ago wow it's crazy right like what kind of car do you buy unless it's like a super specific like ferrari or porsche that like keeps their value right it's hard to it's hard to nail down a car that actually retains its value like after driving it for especially what eight years for for sure yeah yeah there's only a handful of cars that'll ever do that only a handful mostly surprisingly i mean depends on how high in price you go well yeah but well some cars are like known to be bought for investments for example the m4 csl that was like recently came out a few years back the csl csl or gts you mean the one that ran on um that was hydrogen injection no there is there is the uh the cs cs yeah maybe cs yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the one with the crazy carbon fiber hood yes yes the, that's the one the the lines and and yeah, like yeah. there was only so many made and like they went off the mark like is that the one we're talking about we should pull it i'll pull it up at one point um it's the because i think i think you might be thinking the gts which in my opinion failed miserably well okay just do m4 gts i'm curious because it's they revealed it as like the yeah one. that's the one i'm talking about so i don't care with, how it did it. with the orange wheels right yes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's the one but what i'm trying to say is that um they when they were purchased they like they sold immediately yeah, and then yeah. they were way like, over the, list yeah and then they were like people were posting them for like a crap ton of money mm. over the asking like what was the regular price right I don't know now what it's like, but I know people who just bought them and like they were reselling them, even though BMW didn't like no, no company likes that. They're like, no, no company their... because they want to capitalize on the on right. The... Yeah, but even like when the i8 came out, when that car first came out, there were people that were trying to buy them for overlist. I know a guy that tried to buy a spot in line to say, like, hey, I'll give you, I think the deposit was like something insane, like 25 to 50K. Don't quote me on it. This was like a very long time ago mm-hmm. and the guy's like um i'll give you your deposit back plus another deposit to let me take your place in line wow. and the guy said no then i'm like ooh, <laughs> see i'm not i'm i'm i've never been that obsessed with anything to like no to not take such a good offer i'd be like nah screw it, i'm see? good 2016 m4 gts exactly. 150 140 how much did they 20 but the, these things might have been online for like god knows how long right but how much were they initially how much did they cost more they more. cost more brand new yeah yeah i'm pretty sure like 150 ish i remember when more. they came out I, I used to see them on ebay for like 250 yeah and they sold they, they sold. sold for like right. 200 and whatnot but so it was like an immediate like 50 grand mm-hmm. you know like or more profit I'm a businessman in a way. <laughs> I would I would want to buy that and just like sell it and make profit. But there's a lot of guys that I mean, there's guys that did with that with the Supra that just came out. I heard that. Yeah, the, but, they came, they like the Supra Supra launched. They bought it and then flipped it immediately because they knew if they sat on it a little too long, gone. It's, it's It'll tricky, just go. Yeah, it's a tricky uh, time frame when you to know when to buy and to sell right like actually to sell that comes with everything if you do stocks or whatever like you need to know when to sell to Mm -hmm. like make the best profit but um the same thing with uh the ford gt the new one the 500 the yeah yeah 500 yeah Yeah. so that one ford actually like sued i correct me if i'm wrong but uh you could get in trouble if you were to sell their car i think that was the four, the yeah the four gt yeah not the gt 500 not the gt 500 it was the four gt four gt where john cena got, got correct the, yeah yeah because yeah. and that, i think that car know. got sold like five times there's so, yeah it's something stupid jeez so but no you're you're right e46 m3 definitely a safe buy yeah we went so like, off track from oh, the m3 <laughs> <laughs> very 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 quickly but no like seriously like when it comes to cars that are call it under 50k mm-hmm. i think that the m3 is one of those cars that just will hold its value 
as long as you properly maintained it of course you know how i knew that it was it was uh a good car to buy because i've had it for like i said eight years now Hmm. and um i thought about it in 2012 yes right um i remember maybe like two years ago i was thinking maybe i should sell it yeah i remember that Maybe I should say, and I contemplated the idea and like, what am I going to buy? So I like, I took the money that I, w- I would get out of it. And I said, what would I buy for this money? Even if I add a few grand on top, you know, dude, I can't find anything no. remotely close to like that car what? that would make me happy. Like right? that car has the, the bulges all in the right spots. <laughs> that has the small way of putting it. <laughs> Well, it looks wise. I love the way it looks. It's a timeless car. Like it looks timeless. Then you have like, you know, the performance. It handles. It just literally does everything you want it. Yeah. Except for you know, the subframe. Yeah, I mean, it's got some weak point. Some weak points. Yeah, but, but I mean, every like car everything does. else, exactly. Every like, that's the thing. Like when I when I look for a car, uh, if I like it enough. Hmm. I I try to Google the issues that the common issues that are yeah, people yeah like have. everyone yeah. should. I'm and, hoping. And the man, everything you everything you look like you search on whatever car you're looking at, you're gonna find issues, common issues, and some of them are major, some of them and it it turns off people very easily if you hmm. say, Oh, this car's got like I don't know, transmission issues. Oh, this one burns through clutches like crazy. I don't know what it is. I'm just giving an ex- example, mm. right? But um, if you really like that car, you just got to think, am I willing to put up with that those issues? Mm. And that's what I did for the M3. And I'm... But you're mechanically inclined, though, which you can fix a lot of stuff yourself. Which helps, yeah. Right? I mean, As where like, a lot of people will stay away from German just because they're scared of them. But the things that they should be scared of are like, seven series where they're just riddled with technology versus yeah analog stuff but like see, the e46 correct right? that car i would never but i don't think i really want that car that bad to like put up with a no, quarter no, no. Of the well, that's that a different that's a different type of like <laughs> yeah i don't know area of driver for sure, right for sure. but what i'm saying is you know something that's relatively fixable I mean, for example, people think, you know, like I said, German cars stay away from, but Japanese is the most reliable thing. How many Subarus have you had? And how, how do you like those? I'm currently working on one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up because you're a bit of a, I don't know if you're a Subaru fan necessarily. No. You own one, so. No, I'm not a Subaru. F- well, I'm, I am a fan. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like them, but sure. it's not something that I'd be like, oh, but it's, it's not your world. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It's not my poster car. So you want to hear my experience with Subarus? No, I, I'd love to. Okay, so the first Subaru that I bought, it was for a winter beater. Hmm. And uh, it was a Forester. I think I was there for that. Wait, wait, was that the one where I first showed you my WRX when I first got it? You got the Forester or was that it's, way before? I think it was It was around that time. Mm, it was around I remember. That time. I remember. So anyways, I bought some like junky Subaru just for like winter beater, right? First now, problem. First problem for sure. But you figure like, man, it's not it's not an expensive Subaru that should have major issues. It's just a regular car that people bought as a daily driver, right? Just kind of like you right. buy a Honda Accord or like in the same category in a sense. Um and I didn't think it's gonna have but anyway, so I get it home. First thing happens, head gasket. And that's when I found out that Subarus are prone for head gaskets. Yeah. Now, let's go back to, like, doing some research. <laughs> I didn't do any research <laughs> for that car <laughs> at all. But uh, the thing is, I didn't because I wasn't spending much money. I was just like, and you, you know, know, it's, it's a Japanese a, car. It's, it's it'll a be Subaru. Fine. Like, everyone, you see tons of them on the road. I'm like, how bad can it be? Yeah. <laughs> head gasket, first thing that goes. So, at that point, I was already invested into the car. So, I was like okay let's do a head gasket so my dad and i did it uh it's not expensive uh in parts it's not expensive in well sorry if you take it to a mechanic it's probably gets expensive Mm. but like you said uh, because i fixed my own cars it was it was kind of like a challenge okay let's do it right Mm. so 
we figured it out. We did it. Um, I drove that car maybe a year, and then I sold it, and it was okay. Like I never had issues with it again. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do okay on it? Uh, I think I made. A f- I think you buy all your car. You, usually, you buy all your cars. Typically, right? I I when I buy a car, I'm like trying to think that if I sell it, will I at least get get my money back? Get my money back. That's that's the goal. Typically, I try to make money. Obviously. But uh, and for, for those who don't know, Ontario tax is thirteen percent. Yeah, that's good sucks. luck getting your money back. So that's that's tough. So that good. sucks. Yeah. Um, but anyways, on that car, I, I might have broken even or just made a few hundred bucks. I don't think it was. I didn't buy it to make profit. I no, bought it to not. drive it through the winter. Yeah, yeah. Because at this time, I had the M three mm. that was parked in the garage, mm. and um, I just needed winter beaters. Like I used to switch winter beaters every year. Man, I went through so many of them. And uh, anyway, so I I drove that car. Then I bought um, WRX from 2003. Ooh, okay. Do you know about that one? No, I don't. I didn't see that uh, one. I bought that one with uh, Rod Knock on it, Ooh. on the engine. Wait, so you, it was, it was, you knew, I knew about it? I knew. I knew. I bought it for dirt cheap, low kilometers. Again, like probably for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that one I actually bought to flip. So I knew for sure I'm going to buy this, fix it up, maybe drive it like six uh-huh. months and then get rid of it and make profit. And? and I did make profit on okay. that. But that's the car that I actually pulled the motor out. I took it to my basement. I literally took it in the basement. And over the a couple months, uh, I pulled the whole motor apart. I've never done this before. So it was kind of like a learning experience, but a project. Right. But like- it was a project and I actually enjoy that project a lot because I've never, I've never pulled the motor apart completely mm. ever right mm. I, I just had gaskets whatever but mm. to get to the rings to the uh bearings you know that was it was cool and nerve-wracking at the same time i remember starting the car after <laughs> i installed everything on the car and just like so nerve-wracking you know <laughs> like it turned on first try turn um, on yeah it turned on fine really no issues wow i drove it for I can't even tell you. Maybe six months, I think. Jeff on with it? Yeah, but you know, so when my one friend from high school mm-hmm. uh, used to have a WRX. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then, mind you, we were in high school. Anything over 200 horsepower, we were like, whoa, so cool. <laughs> well, those were the great. Those are the greatest times to be, be yeah. an enthusiast. Even if you had 200 horsepower, you're like, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I got 200. <laughs> On which? No, no, no. That's, uh, that's yeah, what yeah, you yeah. Used that to was say. like, yeah, I had two hundred. Right, yeah, I'm like, oh, I have one hundred and fifty. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, ah, you do all right. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm in a hundred and twenty horsepower Civic. If that one hundred and five, I think. Well, that was the thing. Yeah, one hundred and five oh, for the regular Civics. That's so, what I had. Anyways, and uh, when I when I was in high school, I thought of that car. It's pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna enjoy it. But little did I know that later on, when I don't know, I've driven like more. Oh, well, I still had the M3 at that time. I'm not saying the M3 is super fast or anything. It is, but, though. But it, compared to, like, the typical car on the street, it's pretty fast, right? Yeah. Like, even if you throw that thing on a track right now, it'll yeah. de- it'll demolish a lot of cars. So, um, the WRX, when I started driving it on the road, I was like, man, it's not like I remember it, you know? Like, I, I had this, like idea of this car that's gonna be fun you know like winter's gonna be cool i'm gonna like mess around with it eh, it didn't do it for me really no it's just mm. i mean it, 200 was what it, 227 it's got how many like, uh what's the engine code of that one do you know is it the ej is it still classified an ej yeah i think it is it's an yeah. ej so you have a little bit of turbo lag and then yeah the turbo lag is very noticeable on that thing actually yeah, yeah, yeah. but the transmission is was very wonky. weak it's yeah. weak on that like i mean i i didn't mess around with it too much but mm. everyone says don't launch those because <laughs> you like a few launches and you just pop the i don't know maybe i'm maybe i don't have enough experience about with uh subarus to like say that you know what I, what i was told all my research when i was buying mine from what i was told i said i was told buy it drive it you'll enjoy it but if you want it to be reliable don't modify it <laughs> yeah and i'm like okay fair and enough. i mean that goes with a lot of cars though don't modify it you'll be fine right and same thing with my one series right didn't modify it for two reasons though because if i did modify it then it's like 
okay, I just went from 300 horsepower to now 380. Now yeah. I'm going to get used to this. So my next car has to be here or better. For sure. And I went from 300 and down to 260 it, and it sucked. It's, yeah, you feel it. Oh, I feel it. Um, I want to mention one more thing about Subarus before we move on. Um, the The thing with Subarus is like a love-hate relationship for the same reason. Mm. Because they're so unreliable with their head gaskets, mm. I started flipping them. So, <laughs> man, I went on Kijiji. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Kijiji is like... Uh, a trading plan. It's like a it's like Craigslist for US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, so well, Kijiji, so I did... I used... I googled like head gaskets, mm. you know, like head gasket issues or whatever. I forgot what. It, man, so many Subarus popped up. Like selling this car has gasket really? issues, and that's when I knew, like, man, this is a really common issue. You know, hmm. dude, I I think I fixed. I'm on my fifth one. We're currently do, we just finished one head gasket last week on Jeez. my. Uh, with my dad, I'm doing it with my dad. It's kind of nice to bond with my dad over this. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, so. This is the fifth head gasket I've done on a Subaru, I think. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool, but it's like I also... That's the only reason I like Subarus because I can make some money off of them. <laughs> I buy them <laughs> broken and like fix them and then I just sell them. So it's. But to go back... Going back to your M3, did you... I can't remember because it's been a while. Did you fix that exhaust? Because you were pretty much straight piped for a while. So the M3... Uh, I tried many things on that car. What's uh, wrong? With, first of all, what's wrong with it? Well, no, I'm I'm talking about exhaust setups. Like mm. I tried many things. Mm. So a lot of people. The thing is, when you go to those German cars, when you want to upgrade an exhaust or whatever, it's like just for the muffler is like over a thousand bucks, and yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. come on, you know. Like <laughs> I used to come from JDM cars, which is like <laughs> I remember my 240 was like I bought a differential for sixty bucks full of oil, like fresh oil, and like. <laughs> how do you beat that you know and then you go to an m3 and it's like out another zero yeah for anything you know for and, half the part uh but uh for the exhaust so I, I i didn't have that much money to just mess around with exhaust and if you don't put the proper exhaust from the start and you don't like it like you spend that much money and mm. end up not liking it it's like mm. dang it sucks right so i tried modifying mine so i keep it cheap and mm-hmm. like try different things so initially what i did I pulled the muffler off. That muffler is like 60 pounds, man. The first time I dropped it, I almost like collapsed with it. It was like, it was insanely heavy. You don't expect it, you know, if you don't know. Well, Most a lot people, of people know it. But a lot of people don't actually understand how, how heavy mufflers are. And I mean, when people do modify it, they do perform. I mean, performance wise, you save weight, you get better sound, yeah, better airflow. Sure. So but. I, uh, I pulled that muffler out and uh, I opened it up. I cut. I cut everything and I just pulled the insulation out of it mm-hmm. and I welded it back and I took eight pounds out of it of like insulation and like really? sound deadening and whatever is in there. Oh, I remember this, the sound. And it sounded oddly quieter than before. I, it was so weird. Oh, this is before you went pretty much straight by before. Yeah. Mm. And then I was like, screw this. I don't like it. Just chop it all off. So then what I did is I did get headers in the meantime. Mm. Um, even those are extremely expensive. So I just went for catless. Biggest mistake for everyone that wants to do it. Don't do it. It Why? stinks. It stinks, man. Like people say, ah, it smells a little bit. It's not a big deal. It's awful. But I can't drive people, with my window open. Some people down. love that smell. It's whenever I'll take I, you for a spin next time. And well, whenever I drive behind it. you, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's horrible. If you're sitting in traffic with windows down, it's like, ugh. I can't even take my little guy in with it because I'm like, I don't want to intoxicate him. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I, I want him to live a long and healthy life. <laughs> yeah. No so, children allowed. But wait, now I remember, now we're, when you did all this and raced Stefan on the highway in Mexico. Um, right. <laughs> we went straight to Mexico. From exactly. Um, he had an SMG, but did you guys have both the same stuff on your cars or no? At the time we did. So... But uh, even though he had an SMG, you guys were still neck and neck? Yeah, man. That was like the closest race I've ever had, to be honest. It was like, 
it didn't even look like we were going that fast because like the cars were so close to each other it looked like we were just cruising on the highway but obviously like yeah, if you look yeah, at yeah. the tachometer or the the speed and you're like oh dang <laughs> but like uh, well over two just under three no not quite under three but it was well in the twos hmm. um and this is kilometers for yeah two <laughs> kilometers an hour yeah it's just not, wanted to see not that a lot <laughs> just and, crawling and uh yeah it was we didn't it was both stock at the time because mm. i know was, you did i know you did quite a bit of it but then he also lowered his because i was actually now is your lord as well mine is lowered but i mean that doesn't change anything really his was on springs i believe and mine was on coils mm. so we're both lowered i don't think it makes any sort of difference on like a high highway run mm. Mm. <laughs> um i mean private roads highway run in in, in mexico enclosed right in yeah. tijuana um so yeah it was it was really close like the thing is though his car obviously shifts gears automatically it was just pressing a button so you were just and i i was working for it man. you were I just was, throwing like, slamming through those things to like <laughs> keep up with him because if i if i would have missed the beat or like lost the gear like you he would have just pulled like yeah, i just flew sure. right by him yeah but i was lucky at that time and it was like it just went smooth for me mm. so we were neck and neck and then we redid it when i did my uh, headers i put headers on it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and at that point i just had i just had headers and he he had stock everything mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that made a big difference i pulled two cars on him i believe wow. i think it was like almost two cars if i'm not mistaken and then he bought headers he got headers too yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and but at that point it was like he regrets selling that car i know he does. i think he regrets it yeah he always he'll, talks he, about it yeah he'll never admit it he keeps he'll never admit to make a mistake he <laughs> he'll never admit to making a mistake he keeps telling me not to sell mine i think he he's like worried that i i'll feel the same as him did i tell you we were gonna buy a project m3 me and him I, from a customer i was working oh, at bmw yeah, at the did, time you did you did yeah there's a video on on I have to find the video. I'll try and post it as well. It is actually pretty funny, but like we, I was, I was, you know, opening it up on, on, on the back straight of, on Shirley behind the BMW star. Mm -hmm. And as I was going uphill, I was just like, there's Christmas lights. <laughs> like, you know, this light is off. This light is off. I, I want to say the check engine light was on as well. I could be wrong, but the speedometer wasn't working. It was at zero. So you don't know how fast you're going. Yeah. And the car was rusted through. But the nice thing about this is its entire life, it had one owner and it was serviced every single time at a BMW. Oh, my light went out? BMW. Yeah. You wouldn't want to go to Canadian Tire and buy an actual, the same thing, BMW. Mm -hmm. So service records for the whole thing. But it was really, really rusted. And it was just, Yeah. And I, I was also too cheap. I'm like, yeah, I'll give you $2,000 for an M3. They're like, no. no. <laughs> but the guy ended up selling it for like six or 7000 which I'm like, yeah, for a ru like rusted, ratted M3. I'm surprised it's so like rusty yeah. because like. Well, they drove it through the winter and they never like, they never did anything. Yeah. Right. Like BMWs are good for like 10 years for rust. And then the moment you're out of that warranty for 10 or 12 years. For sure. Rust I, on the quarter panels for that's sure. Canada for you though. Yeah the salt sucks yeah like i thought about like being man how nice is it for the people that live down south in the states like their cars ah sure they deal with like faded paint yeah they deal know? with sun damage sun mostly. damage but dude but like, we don't. the rust sucks man yeah rust is worse than sun damage like come on just throw a wrap on it if you want but if you <laughs> i'm just saying like if it's yeah if you don't want to spend 4k or how much it is to like repaint it or whatever but here what do you do if it rusts is like things don't hold it. together anymore no but if it's like already you're going to buy a used car yeah but you know what there's the, then there's the idiot like me who i have a subaru outside and i didn't rust proof it mm. and that's just me being serbian i guess it's not too late you can still do it yeah i actually looked at the underbody of it it's actually pretty good and they actually started uh, rust proofing a few of the parts like from they they like underspray a few of the parts from factory, not the whole car though. They mm -hmm. still want to leave that to like some dealers if they want to make money off it or something. For sure, they so. sell you that like whatever. They try electronic like, no, thing. I don't, that... I don't believe no. Yeah, 
Well, the corrosion module? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, that say it works. A lot of people that say it don't. I don't know because I haven't tried it. So. I know, I don't know what to think about that. Like, I can see, I guess, I don't know enough. <laughs> I don't even know if it's like chemistry or physics for this to. Well, did you which, know about the uh, the fuel shark? Did you hear about the fuel shark? So it's this. It's literally, and they actually somebody somebody went online and actually tested it, just to kind of like see what programming it had. So it's this little. It's this little blue. Um, how do I how do I describe this for for those who are listening? It's like a little blue light bulb almost that plugs into your ac adapter and all this does is it lights up like there's literally that's that's literally it it'll light up and what's it supposed to do it it's said to save you fuel it's just a little light like an led light that lights up inside when you plug it into power and that's it that's all it does but people got sold the idea that's saying hey this will save you gas if you if you Dude, buy it, I don't see how that could possibly do anything. So that's what I'm saying. If you that, know cars, like how that little module, work? for all you know, it could also just be the whole like, well, plug it into the battery and it'll just do the work on its own. And you won't feel, you won't see, you won't hear it. You just know it's working. But I don't see how that. But some people like they swear by it, right? I have customers that'll say like, yep, yeah, every single car of mine has the ECC module. You know, I love it. None of my cars ever rust. But then I had other customers who were like, yeah. It does rust, but I mean, there's also stipulations where, you know, sometimes that doesn't really work where it's like, Hey, um, you don't properly take care of your car. Yeah. Right. It's kind of hard to say that if it works or it doesn't, because some cars, um, some cars don't like, even if you take two of the same models, same year, same, everything, Mm -hmm. same day you drive them. No one, you're not going to have two exact scenarios. No, no. Right. It's, it's hard to replicate. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So what are you gonna do? Like, oh yeah, this this worked and this didn't. Like, and some cars, you know? some cars are built on a Monday or Friday, whatever that terminology yeah. is. <laughs> on right. a Friday, whatever. Or a Monday. It's like Monday's like pissed and like ah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Monday morning. But uh, yeah. Anyways, what were we talking about before? I forgot. Porsches. <laughs> we haven't touched on the Porsche, did we? Yeah, the the GT3. Ah, we did. We did. What's your um, go-to? Is that what you would choose if you had the... If I had any Porsche? Any, any, any? Let's say, let's keep the hypercars out of the picture because like hypercars oh, are ridiculous. But I would. Actually, I w- hmm. it's... The only hypercar I would ever buy would probably be a P1 if I had that kind of money. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, my poster car is an F1, uh, sorry, uh, F40 or a Carrera GT. Those are my like childhood dream cars to this day. I, if I have the chance still, but my dream car, you know, growing up, like, you know what? I could probably get this one day. A clean example was an S2 and that I did get, but for Porsche, I probably get a 911, just a 911 turbo black, like everyone with the, with the, uh, Fuchs wheel, uh, Fuchs wheels. Mm-hmm. So for that, or obviously if the, um, the uh the nine nine uh the nine nine seven four point oh four point oh yeah uh recently i went for a spin in my friend's nine eleven gts new they're fun oh the nine nine two the new 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 yeah ah and what do you think oh, i loved it really it, i loved it i mean i didn't drive it but it was stick or uh, i don't know if they come i don't know the no, new new i new think it was, it was pdk like the usb shifter type of thing where USB. uh it was a pdk okay um that transmission is amazing i will say that. so before that car he had just a carrera s oh, um, which which year it was a 2016 i think so 991 yeah yeah and uh he let me drive that one that and was probably an amazing car. It was a PDK model too. No, oh, never mind. And I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not shitting on a PDK. I just I like stick. I'm a yeah, every but, car I've ever owned was stick. But I that car <clears throat> blew me that transmission blew me away. Like I was it like is. if you've never experienced it crap. and when you do it's it is Dude, I you can't believe how fast that thing like shifts. Like it doesn't even 
there's no hesitation. There's no hesitation. If anything, whatsoever. it propels you forward exactly, as yeah. you shift. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what like surprised me. I was like, man, there's no hiccup. It's just like pull, pull, pull. But yeah. now that you've driven that, would you get a stick, or would you get the PDK? Really, Such a tough question. you're torn. Interesting. Yeah, because I, um, I don't know, man. I they are reliable transmissions. For I what was I, know. I was always a manual diehard for mm. life. You right? can always and you it, can also adjust this if you ever want. Yeah, to. good point. My neck hurts a bit. That's fine. I'm like leaning it's forward. The, my new chair is coming in soon. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, it's like because I'm leaning forward, but I should just adjust. Um, I'm st- I'm still pro manual for sure for like mm. most cars. I mean, like if I'm gonna get a luxury car, I don't want to drive manual, right? I but still I also do. I <laughs> I still do. So I really want. I really want a M5. Like um, the new one or the F10? F10. Like, F10. Yeah, yeah. Like the new one is just too much money. I, <laughs> mm-hmm, I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a few F10s that come in manual. Mm-hmm. And this is where the question came up, right? Like I was like, what would I prefer? I was questioning myself, right? It that's, was just like. On that car, that's a tough one because of that she's a big girl. So right. on a bigger car, manual is different right you might want to consider an automatic as we're right. as we're on a on a smaller car so this is what i'm this is what i'm saying like uh the m5 even though it's a big girl <laughs> it it's it moves that thing shocked me the first time i drove one uh i was like i couldn't believe it man i was like size of this thing is like how does it move like that I don't get it. Like it defies physics in my mind. Yeah, stock. Like, but until stock. you until you modify it, if you modify it, it's just nuts. Like, but anyways, it doesn't feel like it's that big. No, when you're when no, you're no, driving no. it, one hundred percent. Would I, even though the manual is super rare, would I want one in manual? I'm not sure. That's why I'm like questioning the manual, mm. right? Mm. So, would it be the smart choice? financially today to take the manual probably because it's going to keep its value because they're so rare yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah i mean buying that car is not a good financial move to begin but no, with just preference wise preference ways yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. to keep that financial part in mind it's probably best to get the manual and probably just enjoy as enjoyable but hmm. even that transmission in the the DT, dc yeah dct yeah yeah is really good now going like, back to the porsche though the gts or the carrera s it's hard because like i want to say 100 percent, i would take the the manual mm. right but that transmission is so good and automatic that mm. the pdk that uh, i'm like man you're losing a lot by going manual mm. you know now again like what would i be doing with that car that's exactly the argument everyone's like, saying but you're so much faster if you get the automatic correct or the dual clutch or whatever yeah whatever. um but it's more engaging. It's not as engaging. That's my whole point to everybody that always complains and tells me, oh, you should get an automatic. It's so much easier, this and that. But, you know, comparing, you know. I think the amount of times you're going to go to the track in that car, unless you're like filthy rich and you just, that car is your track car, which not many people do that. Uh, if it was a track car, I would just go PDK. But, but even could, but manual still it, it's still fun and if it's and just a track. track car and you're like trying to beat times, of course like that's yes. your goal to get better and better if it's an if you, it's not a street legal car because let's be honest if you have a track car you're not keeping any car you get stuck well no for sure you're gonna be but, modifying it and then suspension and then tires and then this and then that and then you won't be able to drive it on the street so there yes i agree pdk or dual clutch auto yeah. whatever but but that w- won't be your only porsche in that case probably no that wouldn't be if my you have porsche. that option right like to have a porsche track car you probably would have other ones if- no but it's it's kind of like the argument could be made it's like the same like would you rather like for the m5 thing the size wise it's kind of like saying i want to get a lotus in auto oh no i mm. can't do that right and that's exactly it right so the whole size thing does matter when you're looking at oh, funny yeah but no like the smaller cars they're so much more engaging so much more fun when you're just throwing around the ship yeah right as where the bigger cars you want to relax but then if you want to open it up by all i means. agree the m5 and this is the reason i kind of want this car mm. is 
um it's a luxurious car to begin with but that moves when you want it to move it'll move Mm -hmm. you know so lately i don't know if i'm just getting older (laughs) Mm -hmm. but uh i've i've enjoyed the idea of more comfort cars i never thought i would say this (laughs) (laughs) but because to me it was like always like Man, I You're just be- want a car. We're becoming our fathers. Yeah, I don't care <laughs> about my back hurting after like a two-hour drive. But uh, I'll tell you a story. So my M3 is not comfortable to like take long trips. One yeah. time I drove it to Pennsylvania from here. It's an eight-hour drive. Dude, by the time I crossed the border, my <laughs> I needed a pillow under, you know. <laughs> Both Joe and I were like, okay, let's take some blankets or like. Let's ship the car back and rent the car. No, <laughs> no, that wasn't going to happen. But, uh, yeah, it was not comfortable. Like, the seats get hard after a while. And mm-hmm. even, was it last year? Last year, I went to that BMW event, the M-Fest. Yeah, I didn't, I've never went. I actually wanted to go on when I was younger. but I, It was surprisingly good. Uh, I heard. They had, uh, they had this event where you could go, you could buy tickets for VIP, which mm-hmm. VIP was, it was like 250 bucks. You get a dinner, you get two events. So, th- the ones that I chose were um for the more expensive one which was included in the 250 was um the choice between like drifting around a skid pad of an m4 or uh driving an m2 on the track that's what stefan did yeah stefan told me about so i went with stefan i was with stefan oh i didn't know that yeah and we did the m2 and we both drove on the track at the same time it was fun fun. that was fun and (laughs) i'll get back to that story in a bit but um (laughs) And then, like, the other part was, like, do you want an M5 ride on the big track at DDT mm-hmm. or drive, I think it was the Z4 and, like, two other models, like, no, yeah, didn't care, but about, it was a, a cross, like, autocross thing. And I was like, right. eh, I don't want to go for a drive. I want to drive myself. And that was the biggest mistake. I should have taken the M5 ride <laughs> because... I drove the Z4 and I didn't even care about the, the other two cars. It's like, okay, I did my Z4 around the track. I didn't really like the Z4 to begin. Too long to, of a nose? Yeah. 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 Dude, autocross was horrible. I couldn't see anything. Like, I couldn't see where the pylons are. It was like the nose was so long. I think I took out like three cones. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see where it was. It was anyways. Was, and it, was it a regular? Wait, was it the new, new, new Z4? The new one. So oh, the okay, motor okay, was okay. nice. Like it had some pickup the m the m40i one yeah I the b58 so. right yeah, yeah, yeah um but uh yeah i wish i took the m5 right because i right along that would have been something else and i they were saying that on the the long uh on the long uh mm. straightaway mm. it would go up to like 280 that's nuts what track was this the mossport the big track oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, w- wait, but once you hit 280, there's a nice hairpin. Yeah. Like but blind- it, was a, it was a professional race car driver yeah, that yeah. was, like, driving. But it's, in. like, blind hill, hairpin, and then that's where a lot of people can really, really, yeah. really mess up. So, But it's scary. It they didn't have any there. accidents from, like, the the BMW drivers. They had right. some fools that... So what happened was... The ones that want to show off how good they can drive? Yeah, so yeah. what happened, the event had a few other things. If you had a BMW M car... Mm-hmm. They allowed you to take yours on the track, a couple like a few laps, on the small track, not the big track. The development track, the DDT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, love that track. And uh, they also had, um, I think it was where everyone just goes for like a tour of the big track, uh, like a parade type thing. Mm. And that was every car. Like, didn't matter as long as it was a BMW, you could go on the parade. And that's where people crash. So what well, happened? What happened was they went and they stopped at, they would stop two cars at a time and they would do like a drag race on the longs straight. I didn't do that because I was doing my laps at that time. I was kind of annoyed. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> I wanted to do both, right? Because I was there, but I was doing my laps. And by the time I finished my laps, the parade was done. I was like, ah, whatever. Hmm. But someone crashed from the drag race. What was it? I think it was like an M3 or something yeah but it wasn't it wasn't the same day that i was there oh, they didn't okay, crash okay. at the, that day it was the next day i think we went on a saturday mm-hmm. and the sunday is when someone crashed anyways doesn't matter but uh t- 
to I have two things to mention, like the the M2 race, the driving, and my M3 on the track. Mm-hmm. So when I went that time, my M3 was on like stanced wheels, like big big wheels in the back, mm-hmm. poking out. But you were never one of those guys where it's like this. No, 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 like no, no. with aggressive camber, but no. it was just like nice I subtle. Um, You're I, more function over design. Yeah, but my car if you looked at my car that time it was um like it didn't have crazy camber it was like barely any to be honest it was maybe slightly more camber than factory if that maybe it was like factory setup yeah, yeah function but over put, design but i put big wheels in the back that didn't really actually there were 11 inch wide in the back but the problem is the offset was so like i wish i wish it was less aggressive offset because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, that way i would have like had the wheels in a bit more anyways mm. um i changed them since then because <laughs> when i took it on the track i was literally they only left let two car no four cars on the on the track plus the driver that's leading the pack no, one of their drivers in the, the m2 the big track or the no, little the small, one the little one yeah, yeah when, the ddt right yeah and uh the cars that i went with there was like an m4 mm-hmm. uh there's an e46 like mine but the guy had stuff done to it it was like you can tell that he was tracking regularly what know? color was it it was a white one i know i think i know who that is it was a white one with uh did he have a number on the door i don't know he had a nurburgring track sticker on the back on the trunk on the trunk on the trunk that might be one of the pre-owned sales guys at BMW Toronto, Scott Shadbolt. I don't know. I th- I believe he had like a Quebec plates. Mm, I if don't it know. was that guy, I don't know. I ha- actually I have a video of it at home because I ha- I had my uh, dash cam filming it. Mm, okay. So I can I can get more detail or I can show it to you at some point. Oh, it, I know which one you're talking about. You? It's not that guy. No? Okay. Um, Wait, it's not this no, guy. No, no, no. But yeah, continue. Um, anyway, so I noticed that these guys were like, were set up to go. You know, like the M4, I'm not going to compete with. My car is going to rub everywhere if I'm going aggressive in a turn. So I kind of just told them like, you guys, yeah, I know this guy. This is, I bought my suspension from this guy actually. Oh, really? Yeah, my... Yeah, this is the guy I thought of. Because no. when you said, you know, it's track ready... No, it's no. this and that i'm like ah this might be the guy no it's okay. not him but you know who it is so yeah. it's good um <clears throat> yeah I, I was like can i just stay the last one in the pack of four because i didn't want to slow anyone down i, I would have hated to be like but meanwhile you're catching up to everyone no no let me let me tell you my car was not set up for the track at all like mm. Okay, if you know me, I'm a little bit of on the cheap side. I don't buy expensive <laughs> tires or anything. So I'm there on like some, I shouldn't even mention this and tell it, say it. <laughs> some like no name tires. Third party I'm, yeah, Indonesian. Whatever. Yeah, let's not get into that. So my tires were not the best. I didn't have anything set up to track. Like I don't even know how my brakes are were holding up. At that point, I was just like, right. and like I said, my wheels were too big for what i had it was not set up for the track at all like Mm. i was rubbing in every big turn i was like rubbing like crazy you know so i couldn't even go 100 percent if if you want my tires even even if my tires allowed (laughs) uh so i told him you guys go ahead and i'm gonna try to stick around and i did all right i think i did all right but at some points i was like concerned about the rub the rubbing because it was Mm. like these stars are getting hot. I got a bit of stretch on there. Yeah. I don't want to pop a bead and you're just like, <laughs> you know, I'm like two hours away from home. And, and then you're taking the expensive way home. Yeah. It that won't be cheap. That would have been bad. So I just enjoyed it. But that was the moment I was like changing the wheel setup. But you know what? I find that when you track your car for the first time, you'll know exactly what you need to do to it, to make it better, for to sure. make it drive better. Like when I, because my S2 is, fully stock still is still debating on whether i should change it up or not but when i took it on the track i'm like ooh, i need sway bars Ooh, i need tires because i bought you, it from you took your suk on the track yeah, yeah oh yeah i took it to cayuga nice yeah so i took it to cayuga there's a lot of 
I mean, it was open lapping, so you could probably imagine how many idiots there were. Yeah. But um, there was, yeah, like you can tell on, on the corners she needed new tires because I bought it from... I bought it from one of the guys at uh, Honda head office, corporate guy. Mm-hmm. I think the future production manager of Honda Canada. And first question I asked him was like, are we going to get a Honda in the near future? Honda S2000? He's like, no. It's a high production company for a low production car. It doesn't make sense for R&D, money, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. But he put on like some Eagle. I don't even know what they are. Just tires I haven't heard of. And I'm just like, ah. I might as well cook them because, you know, it's my first year owning it. I'll try it on the track. And when I drove it on the track, that's the first thing I noticed is like not the sway of the car. It's just these tires need to go. Yeah. Tires are a huge thing. Well, I'm used to PSSs, right? Like you remember my one series I had. That's the only thing I've done was the PSSs. I mean, other than the taillights. And as you know, I raced another full bolt on one series. And the only thing he didn't do was tires. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. And how many races <laughs> did, did, did I beat him with? Like yeah. out of 12 races, I think I, like nine or 10, I, yeah. I beat him. And that's the thing. Like tires are the most important modification you can do. So sure. don't cheap on that. Cheap out on everything else, but not that. The thing is I didn't go to that event thinking I'm just going to get some like Sick heavy track times. Yeah. Like. I didn't even know if I was like, I didn't know what the event was going to be like. It was the first time. Like now that I, if I go again, right, I'll know what to expect. I already changed my wheels since then. I put like a more, um, what do you rock track? Right huh? What, what wheels? I put some fast, um, wheels that are full formed. I think they're like, they're, they're, they're like, it's a very affordable track wheel. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal. It's not a forged wheel, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a, I don't know much about them, but I, I've read good things about them. But they're not the BBS ones that you no, had? No. You got so rid of those? Those were gone. Those are the the ones that I like. They're not good for the track. They're just like, it was bad. Were those two piece? No. No? No. Those no. were not like. They were legit. just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not legit. Uh, but they did all right. And I bought them and sold them for actually more than I bought them for. So story of your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i've had them on my car for a long time yeah right so whatever it worked out for me but um, i want to go to unfest i've been to the gt3 cup cars uh race where uh caitlin and i snuck into the porsche lounge oh yeah yeah and she's wearing a bmw hat it's like bmw motorsports bmw logo it's like blue <laughs> yeah. and i'm like babe take off your hat she's like no i want to keep it and then we somehow snuck in we somehow got passes we sat down at the table with like like guys that work at uh head office of tesla was pretty cool that's awesome good meal too but actually um even these guys had a setup for the like a dinner Mm. and it was really good food i was impressed i mean it was 250 bucks but for the whole event everything we did i thought it was worth it yeah i thought it was worth. so it's 250 bucks each yeah so mm. it's per person. You get a VIP pass. So you get like a couple of drinks. If you you get like two uh, tickets yeah, for yeah, drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you drink, they cut your thing off so you can't drive. Oh, so you can't drive it. That's actually pretty good. That's it's good. Pretty it's good. So you guys um, drank after. Yeah. At the end, when we went for dinner, we just had a, a drink, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, even throughout the day, they had snacks available for people. You can go there, get a uh, juice or like water or whatever it's pretty good because now that i think of it like anytime you go to for example like you go to cayuga or any other you know racing event a hot dog is going to be 12 dollars. exactly right and you're thinking okay, and that's well, like trash right and like, it's just garbage food and then you'll eat it and you're like oh i don't want to really have another one but that didn't satisfy me i'm going to buy another one and then you got to buy another one for your significant other and all of a sudden you spend 50 bucks right and you just ate hot dogs right and then you got to buy a drink yeah but then for what drinks food and you get to race on the track. I, mean, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Um, you also get like a uh, pa- like welcome pack type thing, like yeah, with, yeah, yeah. I forgot what was in the bag. It was nothing like impressive. a goodie bag, a goodie bag, yeah, but it was yeah. nothing. Wow, I really needed this. <laughs> you know, thanks guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll come again for this stuff. This is something so, you give to your son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He won't even care. About it. <laughs> 
but uh, I want to say about the M2 track. So I never really liked the M2s looks-wise. Mm. Right? It never did it for me. I prefer the M3. I prefer the M4 over it. You said you drove the M2 comp? Yes. Okay. Um, I just want to know which engine this is because I'm like finicky with M2s. I like the CS, but yeah. Competition. It had a competition package. Like, again, I don't know too much about it, but it was it was sick. Like, around the track, it just did great. The one thing I'm complaining about, and this comes back to the transmissions, mm-hmm. uh, it was paddle shift, like whatever, DCT or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. And my M3 is manual, and I I can count on one hand how many times I drove paddle shift cars, you know? And if mm. I did, it was like someone's car that I drove for like maybe 20 minutes here and there. I think I know where you're going with this, but continue. Dude, I had such a hard time on the track. <laughs> I was getting lost in like, I didn't know the setup. At one point, I pressed the M button, mm. and I, I tried to keep him automatic for the most part because I was like, I was not having it with the paddle shift. Mm. I put it, I was like, oh, I'm going to put it in DM because I want to like take the traction control. And the thing is, we didn't really have much time to set ourselves with the car before we went. Mm. So we got in and it was like he had a little speech before we went and, and off you go. So it's like I didn't have much time to set up the car. And I don't even know how to set it up because I've <laughs> never been in one before, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I pressed the M button while I was on the track at one point and like shifted me in manual and all of a sudden I'm like so lost. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> and uh, anyways, I got it out. I didn't know how to get it out. I wasn't sure. Like, do I press it again? Yeah, what, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. You know? And the thing is when I was in uh, automatic, it, I just didn't like the, sh- the gears that it was like keeping me. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it was supposed to be good. I just wasn't doing a good drive. Like mm-hmm, a good mm-hmm, job mm-hmm. driving, but it just didn't do it for me. I was like, oh, I'm like getting off the gas and it's like downshifting and like it's it's I, trying to read what you're trying what you wanted to do. It wasn't doing it for me, so I was like, <laughs> it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish it was a manual at that point. I was like, Damn. with so I'll I'll say this with with the M cars today because they don't have the mechanical steering anymore. I always leave the steering in comfort because if you leave it in Sport Plus, it'll interfere and it'll kind of like snap you back a little bit. I see. But on the DDT track, because that's where you say you raced it, right? Yeah. Third gear. You can actually leave it in third gear for the entire time in corners and straights. On the front straight, you'll probably hit close to red line if red line, and then you'll have to slow down anyway. So you can literally leave it in third gear because I did this in my one series. 135 and an m2 are not that far off but they're close enough and i left it in third for most of the track and it's actually not bad it'll it'll keep up and it'll do what it needs to do and you'll set a pretty good time if you keep it in third but you don't you didn't know you were it's like unfamiliar territory it's like what the hell do i do and then they probably told you okay go even the track for me was new because um actually i think i've been on that track many years ago Mm. and then but then they redid it they they did actually redo it yeah but uh and even when i was on the track that long time ago i didn't drive Mm. i was a passenger and it's a different story you don't know you Mm. don't feel it for yourself right and this day it was stefan actually drove the first first time on the track in the m5 dude there's like five of us in that car (laughs) (laughs) and stefan is crazy (laughs) and oh yes right and i'm in the past in the in the seat behind the driver in the back right oh that's the worst i would so not, you don't see what's would, going on i would not be able to be in the back seat and uh-uh. dude Mm-mm. he goes nuts right so like at one point i was we were so squashed in the back there's three of us in the back right mm-hmm. i was like nearly in the middle seat at some in some turns you know like i don't even know where the other two were <laughs> I was like in the middle of the seat. That's how much I slid out. So no seatbelts on. I did, but I'm just saying. I'm like exaggerating. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Right? You you're like being thrown around. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like so so much movement in there that like. Uh, so I didn't really get to learn the track <laughs> that time. I couldn't see where he was going because it was like behind him. And then I got to drive the M2, and then I drove the M my M M3. Mm-hmm. So. When I was driving by myself, it was kind of in my own car. It was kind of nice because it was just like I kind of had an idea where I'm going. I had like 
I knew the car, I knew the transmission, it was manual, but the M2 was, and it was fun. So it was the uh, professional driver, whatever, the, yeah, the yeah. coach or whatever you call yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Then there was Stefan, there was some random guy in between me and Stefan, myself and Kat. Hmm. Um, so that was the four cars plus the uh, driver. And uh, at the same time, there was another group of five on the other side of the, so they kind of split the track into groups. Dude, our group was fast, man. We were like catching up with the other group. At one point we had to stop on the track. We literally stopped and we were going like five kilometers per hour. We were just like really? waiting for the other group to like take, like to like, and you take, couldn't pass them? No, because like we had five cars to pass. They, so the coach, I guess, I don't know what to call him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the leader, the I driver guess. trainer. Yeah. 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 He he tried to keep everyone in check. If like the two f- fastest guys in the front were like fast, he could keep up with them, like keep them going. Mm-hmm. But then he would lose two people in the back, you know. So he tried to keep them contained. So he would try to keep the group together. So when we caught up to the other group, what are we like four cars, five cars are gonna pass another five cars, you know? Like yeah, 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 so yeah. we just kind of slow down, let that group, let the other guys catch up, and then you guys kept going. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see, I see. So it was fun. I think we. St- slow down twice in like the <laughs> five six laps that we did i don't, I don't even remember wow. how many track wow. how many laps we did but yeah. it was fun and it, the uh driver in the front he had um walkie talkies in each car so it was kind of like in the driver's seat mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. put on listening so we could listen to whatever he had to say and he was talking to us while we were driving oh cool and he was like giving us props and he's like you guys are the fastest team or fastest group or whatever it was like he was good and i'm glad that the guy in front of me between me and stefan was like decent he knew Mm. what he was doing Mm. because it could have been like he doesn't know what he's doing and then stefan and the leader are gonna go and then i'm stuck behind him because they don't allow us to pass between Mm. us right but no he was good Hmm. i if anything i had trouble because i told you i was like fighting with that transmission i was like trying to figure i wish i had more experience with the manual and just kept it in manual Honestly, once you once you figure out how to use the dual clutch, you'd love it. You'd love it. I think so too. I think I I would have enjoyed it if I had. I just needed more time with it. That's the only thing. Well, they're they're not only fast, but they're also like once you actually understand how they're used, it's like ah. But it's 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 fun. Not as engaging, I have to say it as manual, obviously. But I mean, it's it's still pretty fun. But the competition, I, I could probably see being a blast it was it was fine fun i i really liked how the car was doing its job besides the me not <laughs> mean you not doing your job me not doing my job <laughs> but uh like i said but it handles perfectly weight yeah it, it's pretty much like your m3 checks off it's all the boxes. i think it's like the e46 with really really model, really yeah. light steering right uh, well, I, th- I think I, it's the same size as your E46, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I mean. I think that the E46 and the M2 are like technically the same. Because the new M3 is age. massive. It's like the the new M3 today it's is fine. like the E39 M5. <laughs> yeah. No, Pro- seriously, because because they're well, I mean, it's just not as scary because E39 M5s are terrifying. Yeah, they they sure. I mean, I was a I was a lot younger when I tried it, but yeah. The E39. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend that had one. Yeah, they sound really cool, but they're a they're a boat. Really, you know. Uh, at least that's how I felt. Like it sounds really cool. Uh, they were a boat, but Sabine Schmidt, the yeah, yeah, yeah you know. she really tears it up in an M5. You give her an E39, E60, F10, she will just she's she's impressive. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, want, I, I want the training that she has. I don't <laughs> think they're like much of a difference in speed and like i'm talking just straight line yeah no, e46 no, no. and then no. e39 no um, uh, you know what in the lower end the m2 would probably take it no no, no sorry i'm talking about e39 m and e46 oh okay, okay m5 okay. and m3 yeah, yeah, yeah they're in the same era that's uh, a high revving engine though i think both are i'm not too sure about the m5 the m5 is much heavier obviously she's she's a heavy girl yeah but um <clears throat> But it's uh, got a bit more power, like 70 horse more or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think there's much of a difference because of the weight difference. 
uh on the track however the m5 won't touch the yeah because it's too it's it's meant for pretty much what the m5 that you want right it's meant for comfort and then if you want right. to go you can go however the new the f10 mm-hmm. that can like really go the nurburgring times are pretty good on the i F10. think it i think it has the nurburgring lap time for fastest sedan like in that era of car. oh really yeah for sedans I don't know. I think um, I can see it for sure. I can't. Man, I, I can only imagine like driving that thing at its full potential on the nerve. Yeah, over three hundred. Oh God, that would be scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be terrified. Even being a pass, I think even worse being a passenger. Well, dude, anything on the Nurburgring would be terrifying. Yeah, anything. for sure. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I want to see. We logged over an hour, my friend. Wow. Time flew, huh? Yeah, time flew. That's crazy. Yeah. This is a good session, though. Yeah. Thank you for coming. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. Ooh.